doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity never faileth, but whether be whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For we now see through a glass darkly, but then face to face, now I know in part. But then shall I know even as also I am known. And now abideth faith, hope, charity, these three. But the greatest of these is charity. May God bless the reading of the word. Now, this chapter, there is an emphasis on one thing. There is an emphasis on one thing through and through. The Bible is talking about charity. Now we all know that whenever you hear people talking about charity, they are talking about love. They are talking about love. I still remember trying to introduce love as a subject and trying to break it down so that we can understand that when we talk of love, it can be something that is also subheadings, subtopics on its own, or types of love that you need to understand. I wish you that of God. So, when the Bible is talking about charity in this instance, it is not talking of all the love that you know of. But the Bible, it is talking about a specific dimension of love, which is known as the agape. Which is known as the agape type of love. Now, this is simply a Greek word, and it means a love that is unconditional. Now, when we talk of the agape type of love, this is the dimension of love that can be compared, it can be compared in likeness to the love that God has pertaining your life. This is the love that God had for the world and it propelled him to give his only begotten son. So that all who believe on him will not perish, but they will have everlasting life in him. So, we are looking at love, but this one is the agape love that the word of God is talking about. I know that some of you, you may have questions, especially when someone is talking about types of something then most of you, you begin to be curious. You want to know what are the other types of love that you are not talking about now that you are talking about the agape. I'm just going to probably talk about only three and then by the grace of God will center much of our attention on the reading of this 
scripture that we put across. Are we living in the church of God? Am I making sense? Now, there is another dimension of love that is called the eros. Now, these, these are Greek words. The eros. With an E-R-O-S. The eros. Now, this love is the love that takes place between couples, people in marriages. We are not talking about the agape when we are talking about the eros. There is a difference that I want you to understand. The eros is that love that is describing the physical coming together of couples. The intimate coming together of couples when they are joined together and they are one flesh. So there is a difference there in that love and the other love that we are talking about in this session which is the agape. And now in the church of God. So there is the eros and there is another dimension of love that is called the storge with an S-T-O-R-G-E, the storge. The st storge. Somebody say the storge. Now, this one, when you talk of the storge, this love, it's something that will make you to become fond of something. To become fond. To become fond of something is when you like something. When you get to be familiar, you are familiarized to something. You are fond of something. You are fond. And then probably most of you, you are fond of certain things and then you feel like I miss this thing. You miss that thing because of that kind of love that we are talking about, which is called what? The storage. Imagine it for here. So this kind of love, it will make you to like something. It will make you to become fond of something. Mainly, this it, it, it stems out of being familiar. You are familiar to something. You are familiar to someone. So because of that familiarity, you have got an attachment to that thing that you are familiar with and you have a certain love for that thing. And that love is not the same as the agape love. It's not the same as the what? As the eros love. In my religion to God, this is a love that will be witnessed even in families. You are formed, you are familiar with someone. Am I with the church of God? You get to see this one when you talk of your relatives. This is the love that you have toward your relative, toward your brother in your family. Am I making sense to someone in this place? And lastly, I just want to talk about the other one, which is called the philia with a P. H-I-L-I-A The philia or the philos Now this one it causes someone to have an affection It causes you to have an affection And this is the love that exists between people who are in a friendship Imagine for here is the love that exists between people who are in a friendship. Are we together? The philos or the philia. So you are seeing types of love. And you are seeing the differences that exist between those types of love that are mentioned also even in the Bible. When you read the Bible, you find that there are instances where you find probably the philia being mentioned. Or you find the eros being mentioned. Or you find the agape, the agapao being mentioned. It might have been for a year. You find the stooge. Are we together? 
being mentioned. For example, when you look at the story, you can see people like Jonathan and David. They had a bond. The Bible says that Jonathan and David, they loved each other. There was a relationship. And the Bible says that, that the relationship that they had, it was greater than the love of women. So you are seeing now that there is a difference now. The way that Jonathan loved David, it was not in the same category as someone who loves his wife. Because those are not the same levels of love. Imagine people here. When you love your wife, you are in the eros category. Am I speaking to people here? Am I speaking to people here? When you love your brother in your family, you are in the storage category. You are related. You, you are related to that individual. You love that person because he is your relative. There is something familiar that is bringing you together. And the thing, it creates a bond. Am I with you? And when you love in the filia or the philos dimension, then there is a, a warm affection that you have towards another person. And that one, it is strengthened in the bond of friendship. I will give a show God. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 18 from verse 1, reading up to verse 18. You are going to see that Paul, the apostle, he is talking about charity. And I am saying that charity in this instance, it is being elaborated. It is being explained, not in the same way the storage, the philos, or the eros are being explained. This is the love which is an unconditional love. And when you enter into this kind of a dimension of love, you enter into a dimension whereby you begin to love unconditionally. You are going to see something peculiar about this dimension of love, especially when you try to compare it with the other types of love that we have been talking about. Other dimensions of love that we mentioned here, they are conditional. They are conditions. They are conditions. Someone who loves his wife because they've got the errors, they sleep together, they are intimate together. So there is a condition that is existing between that couple and that is the condition that binds that kind of love. So that there can be a bond of love in that relationship. And once that condition is broken, then you may find that those people, they come out of the eros. They are no longer in that dimension that we are talking about. Am I speaking to someone here? And when you look about or you talk about the storage, this one is because of being familiar. It's a love that comes because you are related. That's the condition. The way you love your brother, it is because you were born in the same family. There is a relationship. There is a bond that brought you together. Is it very sense? And when you look at the fear or the philos, that one, there is friendship. So there is a condition. So when someone comes and you are not in that kind of friendship with him, then you will not be able to benefit from this kind of love that you have for your friend. And that makes sense for you. But when we talk of the agape, the agape, this is the dimension of love which doesn't have conditions. God loves you. It doesn't matter you are a friend or you are not a friend to him. <laughs> and I make sense to people here. It doesn't matter you are white or you are black, but God still loves you unconditionally. God loves you even though you are a sinner, even though you were a sinner, he still had that love for you and that love was without any condition. 
And now listen to God. So this is the love that Paul is talking about. And when he is talking about this love, he speaks of it highly than any other gift that you can ever think about. The beginning of this chapter, Paul says that even though I can be able to speak with diversity in terms of tongues, I can speak the tongues of men and I can speak the tongues of angels. But if I do not have this charity or the agape, then he says, I am nothing. Imagine me before you. Actually, he says that if I speak with the tongues of angels or the tongues of men, and I do not have this agape, the charity, then he goes on and he says that I can become as a sounding brass. As a thinking symbol, as an instrument. We're going to have a, a clear picture if we had brought in our drums here, then we are going to, to, to beat that symbol and then you realize no. There is noise. Am I gonna pray? Am I gonna pray? So he is trying to show you that even though you have got a gift and you are able to enter into another dimension of spiritual communications and you speak in the frequency of the spirit in the dimension of men or you actually break out of that frequency and you speak in another frequency pertaining to the spiritual language and you begin to speak tongues of angels. But he goes on and he says, but if you are able to have that kind of a gift, but you don't have love, then you are nothing. Yeah. And I don't for you. And I with the church of God. He says that you are becoming like a sign, a, 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 a symbol, as a tinkling symbol, as a sounding brass. And then he goes on and he says that even if I have the gift of prophecy, Many people thought that probably this is the highest thing that you, never, you, you, you ever need. Many people they want to prophesy. Many people they want to speak in tongues. Many people they want to enter into power dimensions. But Paul is saying that, and though I have the gift, he is not saying like this because he cannot prophesy. You are hearing something coming from someone who can prophesy and he's telling you that even though I can prophesy, I have the gift, I can prophesy. And even though I can understand all mysteries, we are not talking about having that gift of prophecy that can elevate to the dimension whereby you can be able to understand the deepest of secrets. And whereby you can possess all knowledge. He says that even though if I have all the faith, remember Jesus at one time he said, if you have faith as small as the seed of a mustard, you can say to that mountain be removed. But Paul is saying that even if I have all faith, meaning to say that I have grown in my faith, and I have it all, and I can move. Mountains, I can remove mountains, but he goes on and he says, But if I don't have charity, which is the what the agape, he says, I am nothing. And he goes on and he says, That even if I can go into the dimension of giving, I want to understand something here. He is talking of dimensions here. Is coming from you having the gift to be able to speak in tongues of both men and angels. And he said that dimension in the absence of love, which is the agape, you are doing nothing. How do you get that? And he goes on and he goes to the gift of what? Of prophecy. And moving in the dimensions of knowledge, understanding of all mysteries. And he says again that it's useless without charity. And he goes on to the dimension of faith, whereby you can make things happen because of your faith. And again, he says, 
If I have all faith and I don't have love, I have nothing. Tell me Jesus. Tell me Jesus. And now he is talking of another dimension. He says that even if I can bestow all of my goods, now he's talking of giving. He's talking of giving, that I can give everything and end up without anything. Tell me Jesus. I can even go to another dimension where I will not give not things, but I can even give my body to be burnt. <laughs> Tell me Jesus. He goes on and he says, if I do like that and I do not have charity, then there is no profit. I will profit nothing. So he goes on and he speaks of charity and he says, charity it suffereth long. When you love, you can endure. We are talking of some people who are long suffering, people who can endure. Without love, it's easy to be quickly disappointed. And it's easy not to be patient. So, I'm trying to open up your eyes. Some of you say, I, I'm not patient at all. Probably, there is something missing there. It's not only patience. There is something bigger. There is love that is missing. Am I with you, Jesus Christ? Am I with you? Because love, when it is there, it has the ability to usher you into a dimension of endurance to become someone who can suffer for a long time. Long suffering, you can be able to endure. Tell me Jesus. And when you have love, he goes on and he says that kindness is automatically activated in you. You will not be able to hate other people with kindness. When you have got love, then you will not envy. You know envy? Envy, normally it's something that operates and in growth with jealousy. When you envy someone, you don't want to see someone being at a certain position. Whereby probably God lifts up this person and promotes that person, you feel like he doesn't deserve it. You just feel envious, jealous of their pro progress. And he said that charity, love doesn't vow itself. It doesn't, you know, to vow is to, to boast of yourself. It doesn't puff itself up. When you have love, love doesn't cause you to behave unseemingly. It doesn't make you to seek of your own. There are people who are so, so, I'm looking for the correct word here. Thank you, Jesus. There are people, if, if, if things are not about them, then they must not be for anyone else. People who are so selfish. Am I with you? People, they are, you know, when you are so selfish, number one, just know that, you know, there is no love there. You are far from this dimension. We are talking of the dimension of love, which is the agape. <laughs> Am I helping someone here? Am I helping someone here? There are certain people who just feel like everything must be centered on them. If it is a job opportunity, them, they are the ones who must have it. If it is a breakthrough, it must be only you. How are you doing? You cannot celebrate with other people when they are celebrating their testimonies. When they are celebrating their breakthroughs. You feel like, ah, uh, how are you going to God? Thank you, Jesus. When you operate in this dimension of love, you are not easily provoked. Even when people try to press the, those buttons, because everyone has got buttons that people can press to provoke you, to anger, to action. When you are operating in this dimension of love, you are not easily provoked. 
And also you are out of thinking of evil. Thinking evil about other people. There are some people who are always in meditation. Thinking only evil about other people. Whatever they are thinking about other people is always evil. It's always evil. You see them sitting on a sofa, quiet in meditation. But if you were to ask them, what were you meditating upon? They are, they are thinking of evil. They are just it's, it's evil thoughts. Perpetually. Take it, Jesus. Love does not rejoice in iniquity. To rejoice in iniquity, iniquity is it's, 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 it's elevated sin. When you sin and you know that it's, 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 it's a deliberated sin. Because sin can be when you are ignorant. You don't have information that this thing that you are doing is not supposed to be done. But when we are talking of iniquity, you are actively doing something knowingly that this thing is not right for me to do. So it's another dimension. Sin is at a lower dimension. But iniquity is higher than sin. It's at a level higher than the level of sin. So there are people who can rejoice even though they know that what I did was wrong. Then they, they go around rejoicing. Celebrating. And when that happens to you and you do it, know that you are out of the parameters of this love that we are talking about. Thank you, Jesus. When you have this agape, you will begin to rejoice in the truth. Whenever you have the truth or a year of the truth, you rejoice. With this kind of love, you are able to bear all things. It bears all things. This is the kind of love that can make you to carry burdens. This one. This is the kind. people, you know, there are people without this character of carrying burdens. They don't bear anything. <laughs> I see some people laughing now. You see, you, you see the category where you're lacking. With this dimension of love, you know, it believes all things. It hopes all things. There is hope activated. Endures all things. There is long suffering and there is endurance in that. And then, what I like is from verse 8 now to verse 13. The Bible says, charity, which is the agape. It never fails. This one, it never fails. And then Paul begins to talk of the other things that will fail. And he goes on and he says, but when there be prophecies, they shall fail. Maybe say prophecies will fail. If I don't it for you. And now we see church of God here. A prophecy can fail. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Whether there be tongues, tongues will cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. But he is saying that the agape, the charity, charity, it doesn't, it doesn't fail. This one doesn't fail. When you have this love, it doesn't fail. And he compares it with other things. He compares it with big things like prophecy. And he's telling you that prophecies, they can fail. And he goes on and he talks of tongues. And he says that tongues can also cease. Some of you here, you are here and your tongues ceased at one stage. Am I talking to people here? Am I talking to, 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 to a leading church? Some of you, there was a day when you were baptized in the Holy Ghost. And that day you began to speak in tongues. That week after that you were speaking in those tongues. That month after that you were speaking in tongues. But something happened along the way and right now you are no longer able to speak in those tongues. 
Some of you, when you remember, you feel like, you know what, those times that I was, that I was speaking with him at that level, those were the times of angels. You, you, you know that you, you were in, in another dimension, probably you will now speak of the times of men, and now you're speaking in, in Spanish, in Portuguese, pray. But right now, you, you, you cannot even speak in those tongues anymore. They ceased. They failed. And I don't need it for you. Knowledge it is said again by Paul that knowledge will also vanish away. It will vanish away. And he goes and he says, we know in part. And we prophesy in part. So a lot of things that we do, they are in part. <laughs> Am I helping someone here? I don't want to confuse people. They are in what? In part. So probably you are speaking in tongues, but you are in part a heap because tongues also they are they are parts of tongues. There are certain tongues that you have not, not yet begun to speak in. Both even tongues of men or even the tongues of angels. Out there. And also knowledge, it can be broken into parts. There are certain dimensions of knowledge that you don't know. So it means that there is a part of knowledge that you have not yet accessed. So Paul is saying, we know in part. Right now what you know is in part. There are certain things that you don't know. When someone brings that information, you say, ah, I didn't know about that. And you. None of those things. And when we prophesy, when people prophesy, they prophesy also in part. They will never prophesy in full. They will prophesy in part. Because after getting a prophecy, you need also another prophecy. Prophecies, they are always in part. Someone can prophesy into your finances, someone can prophesy into your relations, someone can prophesy into your spiritual well-being. But there are certain parts probably that will not get that kind, that kind of detail. So Paul is saying we do that in what? In part. But he goes on and he says, but when that which is perfect is come. I want you to, 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 to understand this because that's where we are beginning now to talk about. He is saying that but when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away with. So, these things that Paul is talking about, he is saying that these things, they are in part. Thank you, Jesus. I don't know people who, who throw stones on me. Because of this kind of talk. But it's not me, it's Paul. We're talking of an apostle who planted I don't know how many churches. How are you going? He saw it all. But he is telling you that you may have information, knowledge, but that information, it is always confined to a certain part. And he's telling you that even though you can prophesy, that kind of a gift that you can, it can always function to a certain part. And he goes on and he says that there is something that is called the perfect, and when that perfect comes, then that which is in part is done away with. And a lot of people, they love these scriptures. We sometimes preach along these lines and we say, when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part is done away with. But in the context, the context of this scripture is talking about love. And love, it is being brought on a scale, on a balance. It is being weighted compared to other things, other giftings, other functions that you can talk about. In the body of Christ. Am I talking to people here? And what I like.
from verse 11, he says, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, then I put all those childish things away. So there are certain things that are at your disposal. And those things, they are toys. <laughs> they are childish things that are going to fall. Everybody will be praying. Amen. A lot of people they will not want to, to, to hear this message. Because you in your mind right now, you think that if I have got faith and I can say to that mountain, be removed. That's all that I need. When I have got this gift of prophecy and I can look onto a certain person and I can tell you, you know what? I am seeing 0762 866 330. Then I am functioning in the highest of gifts. And some of you right now, in your mind, you are thinking that if I can speak of another term, Rigos Cobre Bestiar, you are now in another dimension of speech and you are speaking in another dimension of spiritual language. You think that's all that you need? But Paul is saying that, you know what, all these things, they come in parts. But when that which is perfect, that which I am talking about right now, when it comes, the things that are in part, do away with them. Everybody pray. Last time I was saying to people that, remember that the scripture that I said, I think it was on WhatsApp to most of you. I said, it was saying that uh, pursue after uh, spiritual gifts, after prophecy, but also seek after what? Charity. And I was telling you that love is the activator. Many people who are trying right now to function in many, many spiritual gifts, they are missing it because they think that the spiritual gift that they are looking for, they are bigger than love. Yet love is the activator. When you begin to operate in the dimension of love, you are now operating in the perfection, in the complete thing. The other things that you are looking for, these things, they are in part. But the moment you set yourself to begin to understand the agape, the unconditional love of God, that time is the time you find yourself being activated to begin to operate in the fullness and to begin to function according to the perfection of God himself because God himself is love so if you want to work like God you better understand how to love better imagine me for you you can give as much as you can, you can prophesy as much as you can, you can speak in tongues as much as you want, but you are not perfect because the perfection of God, it is made perfect because of the dimension that he moves in, which is the dimension of love. God is love. So all the things of God that you are looking for, some of them, they are parts. They are just parts of God. But if you understand this part that I'm talking about, then all these other parts that you're looking for. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. These ones that you seek, then they will be added unto you. Because they're simply parts. Am I helping somebody? Am I helping somebody? I like verse 18. I'm trying to push my message across now so that I can finish. Verse 18 it says, Now abideth faith, hope, charity. Now abideth. To abide is to stay. So there are three things that will stay. Three things that will not fail. And these are what? Faith, hope, and charity. They are coming. But of these three, Paul is saying the greatest of those is love. Thank you, Jesus. So there are 
certain things that you think they are good and they are they are very very good. I don't want you to misquote me and say, ah, the man of God was saying that prophecy is not good. Prophecy is good. It comes to edify the church. Speaking in tongues is very good. Because when you're speaking in tongues, you change your frequency of speech. And that which is carnal cannot understand you when you're speaking in tongues. Only God can understand you. When you begin to operate in faith, you begin to operate in the dimension of words. Because what you say is what begins to happen. That is the dimension of faith. And I don't be misquoted. That is a very, very good thing to have in your life. But when we compare these things to love, these things, they are just in part. They are just parts. Actually, Paul says that when I was a child, I used to speak like a child. Even the people here, I used to understand as a child. Thank you, Jesus. I used to do things as a child. But when I became a man, then I put away all those childish things. So there are things that you think they are bigger, but they are simply toys. Am I talking to someone in this place? Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> they are toys, some of those things. So when you are speaking in tongues, you are doing good, but you are still playing with toys. They are still toys. <laughs> Why is it that Paul would talk like this? After talking all about charity and about these things, and then he says, When I was a child, I used to speak like a child. I used to understand as a child. I used to think as a child. Am I talking to you? Childish things. Many, many Christians, that's exactly where we are struggling. Because we think love is a weakness. If when you begin to operate in the dimension of love, you begin to operate in the dimension of the Godhead. There is nothing that can compare with the agape. When you love people unconditionally, when you love God unconditionally, because all the things that you are doing right now, you are doing as per the condition that you have set in your mind that I will go to church because I need this. I will go and see this because I must have this. But when you begin to operate in the agape, everything that is happening in your life becomes unconditional. We are doing those things not because of something else but you have removed conditions am i hoping someone here am i hoping someone here i can see some people are not happy am i speaking to people here you know a lot of people they would want to say you know what if i can do this then i can do this you know there are conditions there if I can go to church, then I can be blessed. Then you are going to church because of a condition. You are in a marriage because of a condition. You are in a friend friendship because of a condition. So those dimensions of love, they are operating in your life as specific conditions that you are following. But when we talk of the agape, now we remove conditions. God doesn't love you because you are looking nice. His love to you is unconditional. You begin to see and you begin to walk in the realm of love, the love of God, the unconditional love, which is the agape. This is the highest that you need to pursue. Thank you, Jesus. When you save God, you save Him unconditional. When you love Him, you love Him unconditional. Because most of the things that we do is because there are certain conditions that we have attached. Many givings that we give is because there are conditions. 
So it's possible to give outside of the dimension of the agape. Imagine this in God. You know, since some people who, when they give you, then tomorrow they, are, they come to you for a favor. For payback. Because they say, to, yesterday, don't forget I gave you 500 rand. So today I want you to go to Jobbik for me. You cannot say no. Imagine with someone here. So there is giving, but there is a condition. So there are certain people when they come into life because of friendship, it looks like they like you, but there is a condition. Then they begin to borrow a bicycle. They'll tell you not, you cannot say no to your bicycle and your friend. So your friendship, there is a condition. Am I talking to people here? Am I talking to people? But the dimension of the agape love, we remove conditions. You begin to seek the face of God because He's God. Other conditions aside, you begin to seek His face not because He's going to bless you in return when you pray, but because He is God. And when you teach and you train your life to begin to operate like that, then you begin to operate in the dimension of God, in the order which God operates in. Thank you, Jesus. Am I speaking to people here? Paul is saying, when I was a child, I used to speak like a child. But when I came of age, when I became a man, then I put away all those childish things. And the Greek word there is nepios. The nepios, which, is, which means the minor things. The immature things. I put them aside. The obsolete things. Am I doing people here? Am I speaking to someone in this place? So there are certain things that you may pursue, but they are at a level which when God is looking at, he sees you trying to attain something from an immature dimension. Am I opening someone here? Am I opening someone here? I want to read something and then we close. From the book of Matthew chapter 10, verse 37. I just want to read this thing, this scripture, and then we cross. I want to show you something there. This is Jesus. Matthew 10, verse 37. He says, He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. I was asking myself, why is it that Jesus would speak like this? That if you love your father or your mother more than me, then you are not worthy of me. Or if you love your son or your daughter more than me, then you are not worthy of me. Do you see the picture here? All these other loves, they, they are conditional. It's because you love your father because he's your father. <laughs> so we are talking of people who are in the storage dimension. Because there is a familiarity there, there is a condition there. And Jesus is saying, if you can compare the way you love me to the way you love your father, you're not worthy. Because your father, you love him because of certain conditions that... He is your father. He sent you to school. He was feeding you when you were young. He was teaching you all those things that you know now. Same applies to your daughter, your son. You love him because you remember of the nine months you carry you. But that dimension is the dimension of the what? The storage dimension. So the love that you have for Jesus must not be comparable to anything else. Because him, when he loves you, he removed all conditions. So when you understand to operate in the dimension of charity, thank you, Jesus, you can easily find yourself beginning to operate in the order. That is the realm, that is the dimension of God's operations. Everything other than it's down. But when you place yourself to begin to function in that order, 
you begin to operate on a higher wavelength than any other things that you can think of. Am I open somebody in this place? Somebody say love. Somebody say they are happy. Now, this one, ladies and gentlemen, I want us because what is going to make a difference is this kind of a love. If you have it, because if you don't have it, Jesus is saying that you are not worthy of me. Take Jesus. So the, the way you love your, your husband, your wife, your child, your friend, it must not be comparable to the way you love God. The way you love speaking in tongues, the way you love other things, gifts of the Spirit, these are childish things, toys. It must not compare to the way you love God. Am I talking to me? Am I helping someone here? I'm talking about the highest order that you can find yourself operating in. When you set your life to begin to love unconditionally, you begin to find yourself operating beyond, 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 beyond the material, beyond the canal. You begin to operate. Now you begin to operate in the wavelength of God's operations because God is love. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We can just stand up on our feet. Thank you, Jesus. Because of our time and time. This is the highest that you need to pursue. And when you compare it to the other things that will abide, the other things that will stay, that will remain, I think that will not fail. Faith, it will not fail. Hope, it will not fail. But when you compare faith and hope to love, Paul is saying, love, which is charity, the agape, is the greatest. Thank you, Jesus. The prayer that I want to make is God, help me to love as you love. Thank you, Jesus. Whatever you do, if you operate in a spiritual gift outside of this love, then you may not be operating according to the will of God. You know that there are people who have got spiritual gifts, but they are not serving God. Why? Because any gift that operates outside of the context of love, it is not helping in the kingdom of God. It is not serving God. Because God is love. Am I speaking with me? So what is it that you have been desiring? What is it that you have been chasing? I want you to begin to chase after charity, after the agape. Thank you, Jesus. Just lift up your right hand. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, Father, we lift up your great name. Father, we declare your name lifted up. Father, because of what we have learned in your scriptures, we pray, Father, for the spirit, for the spirit, for the spirit behind the scripture. Let it become our portion in this life, in this life. So that, Father, we can be able to be lovers of God, more than lovers of anything that exists in this material realm. We pray in the mighty name of Jesus. Help us, Father, to love you more and more. Help us, Father, to be oriented. Father, to love you unconditionally. To love others unconditionally. Father, to save you unconditionally. We declare that love activated in our midst. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In all that pertains to our service, to other people, to our service in your house, help us, help us, help us to save you unconditionally. Father, I declare, as you are leaving this place, even to our audience all over the world, Father, listening to this message, I declare that grace activated upon their lives. I declare that love activated upon their lives. To begin to operate in the dimension of your fullness, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, let your love rule in our midst in the body of Christ. I declare and I decree in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.